podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi guys, it's Davo from the Non-League Treatment Room Podcast. Uh, we just want to give you a quick message about one of our sponsors, Kitstop. Kitstop offer a wide range of kit for all types of sport, which can be printed and embroidered in-house. Top quality and deal with most of the leading brands. Check out their website, kitstop.co.uk, or check out the link below. Cheers, guys. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Non-League Treatment Room for episode four. I'm Cookie and we are buzzing to get this one underway as we have a lovely and brilliant guest in and uh, we've already been, already been chatting and um, he's such a nice lad and we just can't wait to get him in to uh, talk about his journey in football and um, and everything that comes with that. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host Davo. How are you? Okay. Evening, everyone. Yes, Cookie, I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Very good, yeah. We're back for another one, which is very, very exciting, as always. Absolutely. Um, as always, thank you, everyone, to who's supporting us. Thank you to uh, all the followers, the shares, the likes, and everyone who's listening to the episodes. The last episode, Cam Balford, um, is doing very well, and I'm, I've had lots of messages to say they're loving it, um, and we had lots of fun enjoying... Um, recording that one didn't we with so, the new Arlie Monk we did yeah we did yeah we did. so and we just want to keep them coming so just make sure you're liking all the Instagram and Twitter pages make sure you're um, pressing the follow button on any social media and also any platform that you're listening on making sure you are following that as well because it all helps and it helps the podcast grow right podcast podcast that's better that's better there we go um, so yeah Anything to say from yourself, Lou? No, mate. I'm just looking forward to getting the stiff man in. Stiff man? Mad. Stiff man. I'm looking forward to getting him in and, and having a chat with him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him in because, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to diving into this one, 100%. So in the treatment room today, we have centre-back and defensive midfielder who's worked his way through the Leicester City Academy, earning himself a pro deal before moving on in 2015. He made his way into the non-league world, playing for a number of different clubs at Step 3 and above. Suffering a major knee injury and having time out of the game, he's made his comeback and he's back stronger. He now enjoys being a DJ and playing football. Please welcome Harvey, Pepe and Goma. How are you, Peps? I'm all good, thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Good stuff, mate, good stuff. So uh, we've had a good chat before. Um, about a lot of things that we didn't already know, which I think that we'll probably get into, won't we, Cookie, further in? Yeah, 100%. I think there's loads we can... Uh, loads we didn't know. Mm. And I think, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to, to bringing this one to light, 100%. Absolutely. It's a great story as well, where he's been through and what he's done. So I think we dive straight in, mate. Yeah, yeah. But first, how's your off-season off been? Um, I can't lie, it's been busy. It's not really been off season. It's been off season from football, but from like private life, it's been busy with work and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I don't feel like I've really had a rest. <laughs> You're always one person, though, Peps, that I see because obviously I'm close with you. So this is about all my guests. But um, got a good relationship with you, known you for quite a long time, yeah. and you're always busy in the off season. I see that you're always like 
you and a group of your mates are on literally it looks like a Sunday league field and you're doing all your speed and agility work and you're training all the time and doing little bits like that so it's yeah. good to see that you're always keeping yourself busy mate and you've never been in bad nick as well have you mate really you're always in good I, shape I try I try <laughs> <laughs> so have you started pre-season um, no we start tomorrow the, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too far I'm ready-ish <laughs> yeah ish I've no. done a bit, I've done a bit. Yeah, yeah. So is it um, basically going to be lots of running tomorrow? I don't know. Gaffer said bring trainers, so... That's oh, right. no. <laughs> it's not a good sign, that's is it? That's definitely running then. <laughs> yeah. 100%, 100%. You, you've done a pre-season with Colville before, Peps, no? Yeah, I've done a pre-season with them before, so it was um, when we come out of lockdown. Yeah. So they just started training like once a week from like, I want to say like April. Yeah. So I was just training once a week, but that was when I was coming back from my injury. And then pre-season kicked in properly, and I did the full pre-season. Are you gonna? You got a little insight of what it's going to be like then tomorrow? Um, I don't know because it was different because we was training already. Mm. If you get me, so it wasn't like a normal pre-season. Mm. But yeah, I assume it'll be a lot of running. But you all right with that? Yeah, I'm all right with running and stuff like that. It's because mm. like from you've been doing it for years, so mm. you're just used to it now. You're not scared of it. Absolutely. Nah, that's nice. We're gonna dive straight in and go where did football all start for you though um, so I've played football probably since I was like four or five dad made me start playing football back in Germany because I was born in Germany so yeah I was just playing football there I was just playing um, you want to say Sunday league probably mm. in Germany I had trials for Cologne but I never got in and I think I was about seven and and then when I was eight, I moved to England. When I moved to England, I um, moved to St. Matthews in Leicester and I started playing football for um, Leicester Nirvana. Yeah, and yeah. that was all good. Um, but they weren't the best team in our league. The best team in our league at the time was Highfield Rangers. And then I moved to Highfield Rangers. I don't think I was there for long. I can't even remember. Probably like six months of that. And then I got charged for Leicester. Um, but I was on trial for Leicester for ages mm. and Nottingham Forest were interested so then I went on trial to Nottingham Forest and then because Leicester were being long I just ended up signing for Forest okay so I signed for Forest and um, I was there for two weeks and we played Leicester and they battered us <laughs> <laughs> and obviously I had to drive like back then you train Tuesday, Thursday and um, game Sundays and there's a lot of travelling and then obviously we've done it for two weeks we've just played Leicester we got battered and then um, Bill Wall um, he was a scout back then I think he still works for Leicester now he was still on my case to come and sign back for Leicester and I just ended up going back to Leicester so I literally I think I played for Forest literally at like two, three weeks and then I left and signed back for and Leicester and you were like Leicester's the one I'm going to go back to there because yeah. it's local like, yeah definitely yeah, on your doorstep. I take it you played well in that game though Peps obviously if he's actually to come back I can't even remember <laughs> <laughs> that, that was when I was nine now so I've probably been in England for like a year now and yeah so I can't remember so that sort of explains how you got into Leicester then was yeah was through the scout sort of picking you up as well yeah yeah so he would have scouted me from Highfield Rangers yeah and then yes from that so when Leicester trial signed for Forest two three weeks back to Leicester what was your English like Peps when you came over I couldn't speak English really so I just had to learn but I can't remember like 
not being able to speak English. Really? <laughs> yeah, but my old friends, they remember me being like a freshie, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to Sacred Heart as well, um, that primary school there. And yeah, they some of them remember me not being able to speak English, but I can't remember that. <laughs> I suppose football helped you out in a way, though, didn't it? Playing football all the time, communicating permanently, being on the training ground all of the time. I I you know what, I think, I think it was school, just going to school. Yeah. You just pick up quickly. And yeah. I just used to play out loads as well. Like, we just used to play football with girls around, so mm. I think that's when I learned. So you spent majority of your football career at Leicester? Yeah, so literally. how did you find your time there at Leicester? Um, mixed, so... Because I signed as Leicester as a striker, but then they wanted me to play in defence. So that we had issues like throughout the years because my dad didn't think I was a defender. He wanted me to play either like striker or midfielder. So I used to have like issues with the, not not me having issues with the coaches, but you know what parents are like. Yeah, yeah. They're like going to like the coaches saying, oh, "I want my son to play there, whatever." So it was still all right. That's like nine, tens, eleven, twelves. But then it got maybe to like thirteen and fourteens when I'm just playing in defence now. Mm. so obviously my dad just got used to it um, and then it was a bit different from like academy like from like under 9s to under 15s no under 9s to under 14s it's mm. like proper kids isn't it mm. and then it changes when you go to 15s to 16s and then it's a whole different experience again when you're 16s to 18s 21s first team mm. because 9s to 14s that's like one section you'll only see those ages mm. and then when you go 15 and 16s you only see 15, 16s and a bit of the 18s mm. but then obviously when you go 18s it's now you're in the men's so yeah. you're just with the first team so it's like all different experiences Was that, was that a tough transition for you then going from centre forward to centre half? Or did you feel that you picked it up quite quick? To be fair I actually like defending so I don't know why my dad thought I was a striker yeah. I actually like enjoy defending just like 1v1 defending and stuff like that I think when you're young you know when you're younger if you're good you'll play up front because you can just mm. score loads of goals and that mm. but as you get older you like that's yeah mm. not maybe as agile and stuff like that so I don't mind playing defence I quite like it mm. So Playing in an academy, you're playing academy football against top clubs, aren't you? It's yeah. Top clubs around around England. What sort of like, maybe not at the early age, but when you were coming into a bit more older, what sort of mentality did you did you have to switch to? Because at the end of the day, you're fighting for a contract, aren't you? You're fighting for a pro deal. You're fighting for a scholarship, and then you're fighting for a deal, aren't you? So, what sort of mentality did you have to did you have to switch your mentality when you were when you were coming through of how, how to think and play and act and do you know what helps it's because my dad's on it yeah so because he's on it and his mentality is on it and I've always had that so he used to make me do extra training when I was younger so when I was like 12 even though even younger than that like he used to take me to the park and do extra training I used to hate it at that mm. point by the way because <laughs> I'm thinking why am I doing this all the other kids don't have to do this mm. but now this is why you see me in off season doing yeah. so much extras yeah. because it's like in me now like to always do extras always work harder so I've never really had a problem with having to switch my mentality because my mentality is always try to be the best you can be and yeah. work as hard as you can that sort of professional professional um, mindset was yeah. sort of driven in it 
a young age. A young yeah. age, which definitely helps you in later life, not just football, but even personal life, to have that drive to exactly do yeah. what you want to achieve. Don't I you? think definitely. that's class, though, because like we obviously speaking before we started the pod, and you said that your dad didn't really take a, a big interest in football. So the fact that he's gone out of his own way, and no, no, he never played football, but he loves football. Right, like he, if you speak to him, you'd think that he was a player. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. knows it all, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. now nah, he loves football. That's why, he, yeah, he's always wanted me to be a footballer. So that's why, yeah, he just loves it. <laughs> so coming off the back of that, then uh, you won Academy Player of the Year, beating players like Ben Chilwell, uh, Eddie Samba. What was that like for you? I suppose at the time you, they're just the lads that are around you, aren't they? So you don't think, well, this lad's going to push on and go and play for England or this lad's going to go and do this. But when you won that academy footballer of the, of the season, how was that for you? Um, I can't lie to you because I played really well in my second year scholarship. So I was hoping that I would win. The only person on my team really that... Well, the, I already knew that he's going to be a big thing is um, Ben. So Ben... Um, when he he was a first year I was a second year mm. and he was ledge that season like he got an England call up I was playing centre back on the left side he was playing left back so he was playing like next to me and he was so sick so it's one of them ones I was actually quite happy that I beat him because I knew he's going to go far did you, feel, <laughs> did you feel like you're going to win that though Peps that season or did you not have a you know what ball? again I had a good season myself yeah. however Ben's had a sick season as yeah. well and he was a first year as well mm. so I was thinking and he's got an England call up mm. so it's like if I lose it to Ben I don't mind <laughs> it's fair enough does that change your mentality though Peps when you win an award so prestigious as that are you thinking like are you giving it like um, Johnny Big Bollocks now or did it not change anything for you no, because you're under 18, there's still 23s in front of you, first team in front of you. So, obviously, it's a big thing for you on the personal achievement, but in the great scheme of things, it's nothing. Mm. Hmm. Did you, um, so we did skip a little bit there, but you, so you earned your, your scholarship. Was that a um, big proud moment for you as well when you, had your, when you earned your scholarship? And how um, does that sort of happen? So, for people who might not know how an academy sort of works, um, talk us through how that sort of happens and that sort of process of getting a scholarship okay so I'll break it down so obviously I was there at nines so from like under nines well back then anyway I don't know how things are too much like now but back then at under nines you always get a one year contract so it'll come up to like near the end of the season and then let you know if they're going to keep you on so from like under nines up until under uh, 16s you're just getting one year so I got a new contract on the 9s 10s 11s yeah um, it's one of them ones as well you've got obviously got to have a good season otherwise you think you might get released I've never felt like I was going to get released at any point I don't think I was ever the best um, player in my team but I was always one of the better ones yeah. like I, I'm just like very consistent yeah. I'm not if you come it's one of them ones if you come watch me just one game you won't think much of me. Stead, just steady. Just steady. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like over like a whole season and stuff like that. Like I'm just very consistent. consistent. Um, so yeah, obviously progressing through the years, um, got to like under 14s and that's like when a, a bit of a change in it. So it's like they keep a lot of the players on from like under 9s to under 14s 
But then on the 14s, a lot of people got released mm. because now they're going to start bringing in different players from like other clubs from 15s and 16s because once you go into 15s and stuff like that, like the big, like all the other academies are doing the same as well, if you get me. Mm. So a lot of my friends did get um, released at that age. And then obviously I got another contract. And then at, back then, at under 15s, you have to, you don't have a league. So from under 9 to under 14s, you have a league. Right. Under 15s, you don't have a league. You have to, if you're going to play every week, you have to be with the under 16s. So under 15s right. and 16s is basically one team. Right. Um, I. So um, I played a few games with the 16s because I was just kept swapping us as like two players a week or something like that because the 16s have got a full squad. And then we just have like your odd games and we used to just play them at Holmes Park. And then I got another year after that. Um, one big player that was at Leicester at that time with me was Ivan Tony. So oh, wow. Yeah. Ivan was from Northampton and he probably signed it like on the... 14s or 13s I want to say and used to come with other t- uh, another two boys from Northampton and I want to say he got released at end of under 15s really? yeah he got released at 15s um, yeah so I think now going into 16s I can't remember how many players we had I don't think we had that many players in my team because um, my it's funny as well because my team has never been a good team in general mm. <laughs> in Leicester like, we was one of the like poorer teams mm. so maybe we maybe about eight of us nine of us were now on the 16s mm. so Ivan's got released um, now on the 16s we've got a league again and this is where it's like important now because it's you're in year 11 in school and it's like two worlds it's like cool you got like apply for college and stuff like that but obviously you want to get a scholar as well because yeah, yeah. there's like two different paths in it so that season was actually quite important I do remember there being pressure to get a scholar back then it's not I don't think it's like that, that, like that now but back then it's actually hard to get a scholar they don't just dish out scholars to mm. everyone um, so I had a relatively good season and I got a scholarship I think there's only like seven of us that got scholars how long is that, Peps? A scholar is it? One um, year? Scholars two years. Two years. So um, scholars like, wait, let me do ages. So on the sixteenth, you're in year eleven, isn't it? Yeah. So when you get a scholar, it'll be um, to under eighteens, a second year. So after on the sixteenth, you're going to your scholarship, and you'll be a first year. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll be a second year. Yeah. yeah. And then normal life, if you compare it, that's like the two years of scholarship is your two years of college yeah, yeah. and then for you to get a pro it's either you get a pro or you go uni yeah if you want to compare both worlds so obviously I got my scholar um, that was a yeah that was a quite big thing because you have like a meeting and everything and they tell you got a scholar I was actually quite happy about getting my scholar at that time another thing is as well that what they started introducing this um um, you, like you miss a day out of school day release day release that's the one so that was like brand new then isn't it that's what I was going to ask you I was going to say yeah. when you were from that period from when you were at Leicester obviously from what you've just said it was just evening sessions yeah finish school go to training whatever days a week it was yeah and then as soon as you got into that scholarship you had your day release or in no, year 11 it, so it's year 11 yeah yeah so 
yeah, for me, it was in year 11, so on the 16s. But my school didn't let me go, which I'm actually happy really? about now. Because I'm thinking, if I for the whole, whole year missing one day of school, and then like right now, I'm not a footballer, that's a lot of education that you're missing out on. Mm. So for me, I'm happy that I didn't go to the day releases. I, would, I preferred being in school. Do you think that affected you in the long run, though, at Leicester or not? Nah, 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 nah. No. If you, it was still a new thing and stuff like that. They didn't yeah, really care right. if you came in or not. And it, I wouldn't really say it improves you, the day release. Mm. It's just like kind of like introducing you to the full-time life because mm. on the day release, you're there with the first team and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I didn't do it. Um, now I've got my scholar, so I've gone into my first-year scholar now. Um, again, that's like under 15s and 16s again. So there's two teams, two age groups, basically. So you're playing with people that are a year above you? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, basically. Yeah. So it's an under-18s league. Yeah. Um, and they've already got... So if I want to be... So we there's like seven first years, and the um, year above me, they were good. So they probably had about 12 players. Right. So then I think about it. How are you going to get into the team? Because mm. obviously they're going to naturally, back then as well, the second years get, they will always play. Unless mm. a first year is absolutely unreal, mm. the second years are going to play. Yeah. And then yeah. maybe later on in the season, if a first year starts doing his thing, then he'll get into the team. So obviously at that point, I'm just expecting myself to be on the bench. Mm. Um, so pre- yeah, that's a massive thing as well. Going into the full-time game now, so now you're going into football every day, you're around the first team, you're training every day, which is a massive shock to your system. Mm. That pre-se- that was like one of the, that was the hardest pre-season I've ever done. Um, things as well, they took us to like this army place, I can't remember what it is, what it's called. You spend, you're there for the whole week. Doing like team building. And team building and stuff like and that. that sort of I remember stuff, the yeah. hill run we had Ruling to do. Um, we had to go Beacon Hill, I don't know if you know Beacon Hill. I've heard of it. That run there, I still, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't find anything more scarier than that. Because at that age, you're young, having to do something like that was crazy. Oh, it's still a good experience, though, isn't it? Because you're thinking, my, some of my mates are probably at college or at uni. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 I'll get to that bit when I'm, when I got, I'll get to that bit when I'm talking more about my second year. But no. Because, again, back then, social media wasn't big. So even when I was playing Leicester, People in school didn't really care. No. It's not the same now. You got Instagram, you already got your blue tick and stuff like that. People didn't really care. So I still felt like a normal person, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, it was just it was hard, isn't it? Obviously I'm enjoying football and stuff like that. It's hard. Um there's another guy in my team called Macaulay King. He was a right back. Unfortunately, he got injured. Therefore, I started playing right back in my f- first year. Okay. So I ended up playing right back for that whole season in the first year and I was playing all the games, which I was buzzing about. And um, played like in the Youth Cup against Blackburn. Played um, second game against Peterborough. That was at, So the Blackburn game would have been at Ewood Park and then Peterborough was at um, King Power. But then I think it's like, for the third game we had Hall and I got injured, I think it's like Feb. I did my ankle. So I was gutted about that. I was out for like, basically the rest, the rest of that season. I ended up getting, I got back fit at the end of that season. But as a whole, it was still a good first year for me because as a first year, you're not really meant to play. And if you do play, it's, it's a good thing. And obviously mm. I played like right back. I hadn't played right back before really. So I was happy about that. And I've gone into my second year. Um, obviously when I was a first year as well, 
because I like I was saying the age above they were good in it. Mm. So a lot of them played for the not a lot of them, a few of them played for the twenty ones at that point. There wasn't twenty threes, it was twenty ones. That's why some of us did get more of a chance in the eighteens. Yeah. And then just that, an overload of games for some of them. An overload of games like resting because they played for the twenty ones. So then, oh uh, no, they were just twenty ones. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they, it's like they've moved up. Oh, okay. So there was like more spaces for us now. But now, I feel like this is when like Leicester changed. So when I was the first year, oh, where was we? We still in the championship. Yeah, and then when I, was, when I went to, uh, to be a second year, the age group below me, which is Ben and them lot, they were sick. Right. So they had loads of sick players. Even one of my friends, Keenan, um, Elliot Moore, yeah. he plays, last thing I seen, he was at Oxford, he's like, their, I seen he was their captain and that. Wow, yeah, um, that's cool. They had like Danny Rowe, Cedric Kipre, yeah. he yeah. plays for... Baggies. Yeah, at yeah, West yeah. Brom. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else they had. They had like Matty Miles, like... The academy director at that point, he used to um, like their team as well because they, they were good, innit? So that's when, like, the, you know, the you, normal under-18s, you know how it's like second years play, first years don't, that all changed because we didn't have a lot of second years anyway. So now um, the first years are starting in front of the second years. Oh, right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It was all, like, it's just changed, innit? Um, obviously, I'm playing centre-back now in my second year and I was captain as well. Nice. Yeah, I saw that you were captain. That must have been a. Um, Is proud, it like a proper announcement? Proud like, moment. What? Harvey Pepe and Gomez is going to be your captain this year, or is it like a sort of a Sunday League thing where you captain today in the change room? It is oh, Peps. Nah, nah. I think I, I can't remember. What, I just feel like it was a pre-season game, the, our first pre-season game, and the manager said, "I'm captain." I can't even remember if he really announced it. But, Who was your gaffer at that time? Um, Trevor Peak, popular Trevor manager. Peake, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. Trevor Peak. Um, yeah, so so from that point, I was just captain for all season. Um, oh yeah, that was a change as well. So now we've gone in, they introduced Cat One and all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So before that, they didn't have that. No. So now we're in Cat One. So the season before, we would have played at Sheffield United. Just it's more locally, mm. but now it's like were playing the top teams only like every week in week out so that was a massive change um, it was tough <laughs> very tough we didn't I want to say we didn't we didn't win a game until October that's what I'm saying my team weren't like our second year we weren't good in it yeah. so we didn't win a game until no we didn't get a point until October or something like that we just kept losing <laughs> <laughs> um but it was, a, it was really good, obviously. We were playing against loads of players. Like, I, I've played against loads of Even, like, for example, Deli Ali, he was an MK Don, so I would have played against Deli up until, like, on the 16s every year because he's the same age as me. Same with Grealish. Mm-hmm. After, like, 16s, they just moved up. Yeah. <laughs> so you never really play against them. Um, when I was playing Cat 1, obviously, we were playing against Arsenal, like, Iwobi... Um, big players who are like, like ma- people that got like good could you see why now. they pushed on though Peps when you played against them um, of, of course like someone like Grealish he was always going to be what he is today yeah like he was the golden child from back then mm. someone like Iwobi like Arsenal was just every player at Arsenal was sick yeah mm. so you, you don't really know 
and someone like Chuba Akpom, he was really like the best. But he, Middlesbrough? Middlesbrough now, yeah. yeah. They just got promoted, didn't they? Yeah. But no, he, no, they didn't. No, didn't they, they go up? No, no. They missed out to Coventry, oh, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, 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 yeah. beat him in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Finals. But he, he was sick. So basically, like, at the big clubs, if you're that good, you're never... I wouldn't have really played against them because they would have just always played them straight up. higher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Arsenal, like, yeah, they just, the big clubs always had the sickest players. Even like in my second year scholar, uh, we play, when we played Chelsea, if you could get that team sheet up of that Chelsea team, it's an really? absolute joke. <laughs> that team sheet is a joke. They had like um, Loftus Cheek, um, Izzy Brown, yeah. Solanke, yeah. Masondo. Uh, Tammy Abraham Christ Pep's name dropping yeah, out yeah <laughs> they, look, that's what I'm saying like but, uh, but back then you're just thinking oh, just another player yeah that's it, I, game, it? I, can't, I can't lie back then you don't really think anyone's really that much better than you because you're all like quite youngish still and you still put money on yourself you're playing at a relatively big club yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. so like playing your Arsenal's and Chelsea's and that I wasn't really like starstruck and stuff like that because you're playing against them so you're at you, the same level yeah. I suppose it comes back to that mentality that, that, that you installed in yourself as well isn't it it's a game of football I don't yeah. really care who I'm playing against and but. it's one of them ones like on a 1v1 battle and stuff like that if they don't rip you like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no that's uh, that's that's cool that is so then off the back of your second year in a scholar you did earn yourself a one year pro didn't you yeah so to be fair, I can't lie. I didn't even want to... Um, I didn't want to stay at Leicester because when I was a second year, I was playing well, obviously, but I never played, got pushed into the 23s. Right, okay. So I'm just going off the assumption they didn't rate me as much. Mm. So obviously I've had a good season now. I didn't really want to have my pro at Leicester. I wanted to move on to a different club because I felt like, obviously, they don't rate me as much, so they're not going to give me as much as an opportunity to push on. But... So it's it's hard to get out of a club then because obviously another club has to buy you and stuff like that so obviously I just ended up signing my one year pro and it's even little things like although I got um, the award at the end of the season they only offered me a one year Yeah. when if they really rated me they would have offered me mm. a two year um, so even little things like that so obviously I've gone into my pro now um, training pre- with the first team every day now no, no, no. So it's still so 18s is one squad, um, 23s is one squad. Okay. Back then it was still 21s for me. 21s is one squad, and then first team. Yeah. So gone into pre-season. Um, I think we did um, a few bits with the first team, but it's still quite segregated. Mm. It's still, the, it's still all them, and then it's just all us. Um, but in pre-season we did because um, it's like they have like two games either on the same day or a day apart so it's like half of the 21s will be on the be involved in one game and the other half will be involved in another game that was the only time I was ever involved in the first team game that was against Rotherham as well I was just on the bench I didn't come on or anything like that um, so I've done pre-season now I'm look funny enough I'm playing in pre-season so they've signed me obviously I'm a centre-back they've got centre-backs there so I was never getting into centre-backs um, Callum Eldor he's a left back and Ben Chilwell obviously he's a left back but he's younger I can't remember what happened to Callum I don't know whether he was around the first team or if he was injured 
But um, Chile was injured as well, got injured like back end of 18s. So in the 21s now, we didn't have a left back. Mm. So I ended up playing left back. <laughs> <laughs> so in pre-season, I played left back. <laughs> you played all, all, all of left back, right back. Um, How did you play, Paps? Steady, innit? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I ended up playing at left back, because I was steady. Um, and then I got injured in pre-season against Leeds. I did my ankle, <laughs> which was annoying. And then for the first month, the physio thought it was one thing. I didn't get an MRI scan. I only got an X-ray. But then, so I've done like all my rehab and everything. I'm out running now, maybe like four or five weeks. And my ankle just kept clicking. I just had a click in my ankle. And it wasn't right. So now I've got an MRI scan. And then I found out I ripped my perineal tendon. So now I've wasted like a good five weeks because now I need an operation. <laughs> really? Are you still getting looked after well at that level though, Pep? So you still, are you got a proper physio or people what? or proper rehab? Yeah, when, oh, when yeah, there's an injury. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like proper, isn't it? Really? So when, once in 18s, it's like four times, like proper, you're in around the first team, like I'm in the corridor, like it's normal, mm. if you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. there's no segregation or anything like that. You'll be in the physio, the first team players a day, you'll be in the gym, you'll be in the calf, like, you're just in the training ground with everyone. Mm. Um, yeah, it's to be fair, it's just probably a misjudgment from the physios. Probably should have got an MRI scan from the start. But um, yeah, I ended up getting my operation and then I was back fit in Jan. So I've literally missed a massive chunk out of the season for my first year pro. Remember, this is still the back of me being player of the year last season for the yeah. 18th playing at centre-back. Yeah. So now I'm back fit. And the 23's manage, 21's manager at the time, he said, um, do you want to go out on loan to Corby and get yourself some games under your belt and stuff like that? Obviously, the 23's, they've got their squad. They've, I wouldn't have got like, into the 20... I would have just been sitting on the bench for mm. the 21. So I was mm. like, yeah, no problem. And it's men's football as well. So I've gone on loan to Corby now. And I was there from, like, let's say, end of Jan to the end of the season. Back then, I don't know what non-league is. I don't know what non-league is. It was our next question, Pet. So we, we got here that obviously you moved to Corby and the, the main point of it was, was that your choice of club? Obviously, it, no, no, no. Like I said, I think the manager at the time at Corby was Tommy Wright. He was an ex-Leicester player. Yeah, I recognise yeah. the name, yeah. And um, the manager, um, my 21's manager had him in it, so that's that connection. And yeah, so I've gone out on loan. And there was another guy called Jamie Anton that he got released from Leicester the previous year and he was there as well. And to be fair, they had a few Leicester boys anyway, just people from Leicester. It's quite local, isn't it? Yeah. It's not too far away. Yeah, it's not too, it's like 45 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, I've gone Corby now. Um, massive shock to my system. <laughs> Playing like academy football to men's football in non-league. And I'm 18 at this point as well. What's that transition like, Peps? Can you explain it? Do you know what? I quite liked it because it's serious. So it's like... That's exactly what our other guests We've had that yeah. before. It's We've terms it. of like, yeah. it's different because you're fighting for something. Yeah. You're fighting for three points. You know, it's people, you know, they're getting paid for doing it. So it's their livelihood, you know, and whatnot. And sometimes, and 
like you said, you're playing in front of fans who are paying to come see you play and stuff. Yeah. So I can, yeah. It's, it's just proper, isn't it? Whereas like, at Academy, they just want you to play the right way and if you lose, it's so it's not okay, but you know, you regroup, you go into training the next day, whereas when you step into non-league, it's, it's we're fucking proper. fighting for three points. Exactly. And where, where were Corby when you went there, Peps? So, again, I didn't have a clue about nothing. I, I can't <laughs> lie, I didn't even look at the league table and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. But obviously at the time, they were like, obviously pushing for promotion. I'm not going there playing every week for them at centre back and I don't know maybe like more back end to the season I start to realise like oh yeah these boys actually want to get promoted like we can actually win the league here um, so as I'm going I'm getting more into it mm. and obviously the lads there were great they were like, welcoming me nicely I was proper enjoying my football again like you were saying winning or losing the academy doesn't really matter no. this actually matters mm. and there's fans so like it just feels proper mm. their ground was decent as well so what like 500 fans five, 600 fans a game proper sick experience and um, yeah I was just enjoying it obviously training at Leicester in the week and then playing for Corby um, with the games I would train with Corby as well so yeah. it's like weird say for example we've got a game on on a Tuesday I'll train with Leicester Monday play Tuesday and have a day off Wednesday take it it'd just be a light training session for you though on a Monday or <sighs> no because whatever the 21s were doing I would have to do right. so funny enough <laughs> <laughs> so we had a game on Tuesday I've come back from my injury obviously this is all tough for me yeah and Monday comes I'm training with the 21s and we're doing running and I've I've said to the manager like I've got a game tomorrow <laughs> And he wasn't having any of it. Really? And then we ended up having a bit of an argument and then he sent me in. <laughs> sent me in from training. Um, yeah. So How did you play the next day? I can't remember. Just steady. Steady. <laughs> steady probably. But it's like, yeah, it's one of them ones. Like, obviously, Leicester didn't really care that <laughs> I was on loan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's quite bad, really, I think. Yeah, no, it is. It, it is bad. And uh, but I suppose they're like, well... I don't know. It means that you'd be excluded from the group, and it's it's, it, it's, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. It, it'd, be, it'd been interesting to know their plans for Peps at that time because surely if they're sending you out on loan, that's to go and get experience to then come back and push on. That that's what I would have thought. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. So you you stayed at Corby to the end of the season. So yeah. So. So that, and then we won the league, which was sick as all. Well. Yeah, so that's a nice experience. We won the league on the last, um, it was sick. It was literally last game of the season against top of the table, which was Paul. Okay. And um, it's basically winner takes all. They, they just had to draw or win. We had to win. Yeah. yeah. And we ended up winning 3-2. It's a proper sick experience. There was like 2,000 fans at the game, which oh. was sick. And then, obviously, I've been, t- I think... Mm, I want to say maybe I think before before that last game of the season I think I already got told that they weren't keeping me on which I was very Who's that Corby or Leicester? No Leicester Oh so, okay yeah, it's that that's, a bit of a, that's a bit of a, a crap move from them isn't it? Telling, telling you that the day like before you're about to play this oh, no, game no, uh, no not the day before I'm just saying before the end of the season I already knew I was getting released oh, okay, yeah. what, what, what gave you that indication then were you told? Or? No yeah no, I was told I had the meeting that was telling me, told me I was getting released um, which was a bit I, I thought again this is what I wanted to move not get my pro because obviously I've got academy player of the year I've been injured for basically a whole season I've come back fit 
and they've told me to go out and loan to a non-league team. I've gone out onto the non-league team. I've done well. We've won the league with the team mm. and I still get released. So I just never felt that I got an opportunity in the 21s. If you don't want <laughs> yeah, me asking yeah, that, yeah, so yeah, what, you're right, you're right. What, what was, did they give you a reason why they released you? I can't. Not really. I don't think I really got a reason to why they released me. I think it was more that the ones coming up, the um, age group below, how I was saying, they were sick. Yeah. I think they had like, obviously Cedric, Elliot, another guy, Con Anderson, they had like three centre-backs and they were all big. I'm not, I'm six four, but back then they really wanted massive centre-backs. Mm. And the year above, they had centre-backs as well. So... Just, I just think they weren't having me. <laughs> ten, ten years though, that was Peps, weren't it, Leicester? About yeah, yeah. Ten years. Yeah, it must yeah. have been. It must have been like mentally and and emotionally for you. It, surely it's a. Nah, you know what? Again, because I wanted to, I didn't want my pro. I actually wanted to leave, and when I got released, I was kind of like happy because I was thinking, I can actually now go kick on at a different club because from my second year, I felt that I should have got more of an opportunity with 23s. I felt yeah. like I should have got yeah. pushed on. I always think back, thinking if I was in another club, like maybe a smaller club, like... Like, one like a Warsaw or, or something yeah, like yeah. that. I would have maybe got pushed onto the first team and stuff like that. And I see other players, they were getting pushed and stuff like that. And I just felt like I never got that opportunity, although, especially my second year playing well. Mm. So I was kind of happy that I got released so I can just move on. So that was, so yeah, that sort of answered the... Because uh, we, we did have a, like, how did you... How did you take being released? But obviously, like you explained, you were fairly happy to move on, and yeah, and you you go okay, time's right, fair enough, happy days. I'll do, I'll go do my thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yours, and I'll push on and and see where this journey takes me in football, weren't it? Yeah. Hi guys, Cookie from the non-league treatment room. Quick message about one of our sponsors, Tread. Tread offer top quality grip socks for all types of sport, available in a range of different colours. Tread won't let you slip. Check the link out in our bio on social media or in the description below to get yours ready for pre-season. So, um, we obviously we 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 know one of your, like your lesser coaches, Brian Hookway. Yeah, Brian Hookway. Yeah, proper good. AKA Hookie, as he's known yeah, okay. as. Proper good. Um, what was he like as a coach? Yeah. He was, he was a really good coach. Very very funny guy. He was like a proper people's person. Like always made everyone feel comfortable in that. Good laugh. Obviously, I had him when I was like young on the nines and that. So I can't remember too much, but I always... It's one of them ones, like, now I'm still in contact with him, drops me a message and that. Yeah. Which shows he's actually just a great guy. Yeah, definitely. We've actually got a little surprise. We have. And we, we got him to send a little voice note oh, to, descri- <laughs> to describe... <laughs> to so what we want you to do, Pep, is obviously if you can listen to this at the same time and hold it close to your mic, you can yeah. just press play on that. Have a little listen. I've been asked to talk about Harvey uh, and... Uh, the first thing that comes to mind about him is uh, that I always thought he was a fantastic lad and still do. I haven't seen him uh, a lot. I did see him uh, about 18 months ago, might be a little less than that, at Leicester training ground and gave him a big hug. Uh, but he was always a, a really good kid, um, fantastic to coach, um, very respectful, quiet, to be honest, pretty quiet. Um, 
we're supposed to be having a boxing match, uh, but he kept uh, <laughs> ducking out of it, and uh, now I'm ducking out of it because it's too big. <laughs> but no, he was such a lovely lad, and uh, it's one of them as a football coach when, you know, it's not always the kids that you want to succeed that succeed, um, and, and Harvey was one of them that I would have loved to have succeeded uh, because um, he was such a good kid, um, so respectful, trained very, very hard, very competitive. That was it, yeah, yeah. So that's a little message from uh, from 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 hockey. What do you think? To, what do you, what do you make to that? It got me quite emotional that day. What's this boxing match all about, Peps? You know what? <laughs> For some reason, he's always wanted to fight me. <laughs> Obviously, when I was younger, I was scared. I weren't on it, but now it's different. <laughs> well, where is he now, Cookie? He's in Cyprus. Cyprus yeah. So you got a bit of a way to go, Peps. He'll still happen one day. Yeah. <laughs> but now, like, I'm hearing things like that from a coach who sort of coached you um, through your time at Leicester. What's, you know, what, how does that make you feel sort of thing is that, that nice it's nice to hear no no that's proper nice proper nice I can't lie like, <laughs> I'll say the same thing about him he's a great guy as well and nah, it's just good to hear that someone thinks that of you mm-hmm. so yeah I'm just happy to hear that yeah that's cool man that's cool so moving on then so knowing what you know now about being an academy player then Peps what advice would you give to younger people that are in academies and you know t- if they were pushing through or if they were just signed up to academy, what what would you say to them, Peps? Um, first thing, I'd probably say, just because you're in an academy does not mean you're going to be a footballer. So don't start piling off the other side of life. So, i.e. school. School's a massive thing. Like mm. A lot of these young boys with social media and that, they're probably going to be thinking all sorts of things and they could be like paying off school so obviously still stay focused with that football wise it depends on the person innit like I'm someone that naturally works hard and stuff like that I'll just say to the young boys do your extras always work hard be respectful because football is a very small industry like you don't know who you're going to meet later on in life you don't know who's going to do you a favour yeah you don't know who's going to put in a good word for you, so just be a good guy, really. Don't let nothing get to your head. Yeah, 100%. I agree with every word, and I think we've spoken about it before where you see some non league players think they've made it yeah. at an early age, and you think, you know, you've got a long way to, you've got a long way to go, haven't you? Such a long way I'm to sure go. I'm sure you've seen it, though, Peps, people that were in that academy in and around you that are probably not even playing anymore. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, there's loads. People fall out of love with the game. Some people ain't mentally strong enough to keep going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's not an easy road at all. But so, one that you don't regret? No, nah, no, not at all, because there's loads of us. You know, like, football teaches you a lot of things, just in life in general. Mm. It makes you very, like, mentally resilient. So, yeah, you just have to take the good things from everything. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. So after you left Leicester then, you... Ended up at Nuneatonborough? Yeah, so obviously I, I got yeah. released and then back end of that season I went on trial to Stevenage. Okay. But they were like pushing for playoffs. I was there for like a week. Um, they said, well, they said I couldn't like talk to come back pre-season but then nothing really happened from that. And then um, Kev Wilson, he did, um, he was at Ilkeston the season before and then he moved to Nuneaton. And obviously one of my friends, Shay Adams, he was at Ilkeston 
and then he yeah. got that move to Sheffield yeah. um, United. So obviously, Kev was doing full time at Ilkeston as well. So when he spoke to me, he's obviously thinking he wants to get like young lads in together and keep the full time thing. So I thought, yeah, that's that's good. They were in step two as well. So I went there for pre season. There's a few boys that I knew as well. Shane Byrne was there. Um, um, Callum Chettle was there. It was a good squad. Yeah, they yeah. ended up getting playoffs that year as well. It was a good squad. So I did pre-season with them. Um, but then I got a trial at Crystal Palace. I was at Palace on trial for, I want to say, about six weeks. Um, they never gave me a decision. So I ended up saying to them that I'll, I'll just leave it. Because um, I was just thinking... If I do end up signing, it'll just be for the 21s. I'd rather just play men's football in non-league yeah. and then work back up the ladder. Is that because you had a little taste at Corby? Um, do you know what it is? It's because I've just got released from 21. So obviously the opportunity was there to go on trial at Crystal Palace. But it's like, because it would take, I was there for six yeah. weeks. It's like, oh, I can sign. Well, if they would have signed me and then get released end of the season, I'm in the same boat. I might as well just try the non-league thing from now. And I've been academy my whole life. So I was, I liked non-league as well, men's football and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was just, and it's what step two is like two leagues below league, league two, two and one league below um, step one, which is full time. So I just thought I just worked my way back up the ladder. Yeah, that, I, definitely. I think that's a great mentality to have though, because it'd be so easy, wouldn't it, to just go back into twenty ones, get your cigar yeah. on, yeah, potentially not go nowhere else. The thing is, in non-league, it's, I feel like it's more in your hands. If you literally perform, you will start progressing. Mm. At 21, you can perform and still get released. Well, as, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we've said. So, you, you spoke a little bit about Nini and Borough, and then also Kettering Town as well, Peps, is that right? Yeah, so I killed myself in Nineton because I was on trial so long for Palace, and they didn't really like that. And then when I sat off... Um, Palace and come back, went back to Neneaton. Obviously, I, was, I would have been on the bench and that, but then Corby, who were in the same league because we just got promoted, they put in seven days for me. Oh, so Corby before Kettering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So then I went back to Corby. I was there for a month, but they were like relegation battle. They oh. signed like a few of us. And after a month, I got a text like saying they're going to have to let me go. I think it was because of like finances, money. So now it's November, I'm 19, I've got no club. <laughs> yeah. My head's absolutely gone. Luckily enough, though, I did start um, a uni course in September. Okay. Um, so I um, started doing that, but obviously I still want to be a full-time footballer. All my friends, like a lot of my friends are playing football, back at Leicester and stuff like that. So it was quite a depressing time. Um, and then um, Marcus Law... Mm. messaged me and said come Kettering obviously they're step three again and just come and enjoy your football and just play football and because it's like since 18 I haven't really played football like for full season and that so mm. stop and start I'm messing around at Neneaton Palace then Corby so I just thought I'll just go Kettering and just play mm. which was the best decision so I signed for Kettering in, in November and it was sick we was like probably like around like 14, 15th. They signed like four of us, one of my boys as well, Liam Bateman. Um, he had a massive injury at Aston Villa. Okay. So he, I think at that point, he was on loan to us from Villa. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and we just loved it. We played sick. Like we went on like a thirteen game unbeaten run, and then we ended up missing out on playoffs by one point. Or like I was proper sick, enjoying my football, and I was playing um, holding midfield there as well. I proper enjoyed my time at Kettering. Yeah, really just because you're getting the games you want, you're playing and, yeah. and stuff. How did you find Marcus Law? Because I've heard yeah. some good things about Marcus Yeah, yeah, no, Marcus Law is a top coach. Still in contact with him now. He's a great guy as well. Yeah, just got praise for him, really. He made me, like, enjoy football. Yeah, really. that's nice. So, yeah, that was massive for me. So then you, you didn't stay at Kettering, though, did you? You went no. to Boston. Yeah, so obviously I've had a good season at Kettering and then Boston came in for me. Can you remember what league Kettering were in at the time, perhaps? Yeah, they were at step three. And where were Boston? At step two. Oh, okay. So, so you took for, a jump up. Yeah, so for me, it's like what I thought I can do anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. To progress up the league. So obviously I'm buzzing now. Um, signed for Boston. I signed with my uh, two of my boys as well, Courtney Wilding. He used to be at a filler when he was younger. And then my other boy, Callan Thomas, who's just played non-league, just working himself up the ladder. But Callan was with me at Corby as well. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, all three of us now, Leicester lads, um, signed for Boston. Boston's so far. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's a bit of a trek, isn't it? <laughs> but it made sense because it's like one drive a week. So like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So it's just three of us. We all drive. So we only Could drive once a, a week. Like a car school. Car schooling. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was ledge. These, these are like my boys outside of football as well. Mm. So it's like, can't get any better than that. Boston was really good. Obviously did pre-season there. I'm doing well in that. Um, I can't I think I don't know what they really signed me as but I was just playing both I was majority I played midfield but I had a few games at centre back as well um, yeah started the season was starting every game and then I got injured at Stockport yeah so that's what I've got here Stockport County game is where football where your football career took a change yeah yeah um, 35 minutes in suffered a nasty knee injury yeah describe what happened and just it's quite annoying because it's like a sick game because Stockport's a good ground as well yeah yeah big game big following yeah big following so there's probably like two and a half thousand fans there like I'm buzzing in it and like step two is a big difference to step three as well just with grounds and stuff like that Mm. everything's just a bit better Um, yeah I got injured my head's gone Obviously, at the time, I was thinking... Did you know knee, straight away that you were you Do you know done? what? I dislocated my knee and it popped straight back in. Okay. And the knee, so obviously, you're just thinking it's ACL, isn't it? My yeah. knee just, just went straight. It just went massive. So, was my it, head was... Huh? Was it for, sorry, was it from a bad tackle? Or was nah, it to from... be fair, I think I just got chopped. Oh, did <laughs> I just got chopped, yeah. It's just change of direction and my knee went. Yeah, okay. Um... Yeah, so injured. So now, okay, this is the other thing where like my head's gone. So I'm obviously used to like academy, no, like professional like physios and stuff like that. Mm, yeah. It's not the same in non-league. No, so yeah. Now I'm injured. It's like, oh my god, how am I gonna get an operation? How am I gonna get a scan? You have to pay for these things yourself. Like Boston weren't paying for any of that. So luckily enough, I'm part of the PFA. So you won it because you won your pro, isn't it? Um, no, you sign onto the PFA oh, as yeah, a scholar. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right, so, yeah, yeah. And at the cool. time, it's funny as well because at the time, you have to pay like £25 to sign on and no one knows what the PFA is. No one cares no. what it is. But I remember the guy said to us, this is be the best £25 <laughs> you ever spend. Mm. And it was. Because <laughs> if it weren't for the PFA, I wouldn't have got back to playing. So yeah. I rang the PFA. They um, got me a scan and they paid for it. 
and then they got me a, um, paid for my operation as well. Um, if I went through the NHS, you wouldn't wait in God ages, knows how yeah. long. Like when I rang the PFA, within like two weeks I got my scan, and then within like a month of my scan, I got um, my operation. So I got injured in like, I want to say September, ended up getting my operation. When did I get it? Maybe like end of November, I want to say, mm. which, is, which is in non-league terms, it's great. And I didn't have to pay a penny. They sorted yeah, me massive, out, yeah. which was sick. Um, these times, obviously, I had a contract at Boston, so obviously I still have to go, go training and stuff like that. Again, there's nothing much they can do for me physio-wise prior to my operation and then after my operation. Obviously, it's not the best in non-league for like physios and stuff like that. So I'm still paying for my own private stuff, still having to go to Boston. Mm. And then comes to the end of this... Well, the manager that signed me, um, he... I don't know if he got sacked or left. And then we got a new manager in. So now it's come end of the season... I'm probably like five, six months into my rehab and <laughs> literally this is off season. I'm at work and I was working at a state agency and I was just, I went on my phone and I looked at the Boston group chat and I was seeing myself being removed no from the group chat. So I was thinking, what's going on here? So I went outside and I rang the gaffer at the time. No answer. I rang the Assistant manager, no answer. And that was it. Never went back to Boston no, after you know, that. You know, when you, get, that you know when you get an injury like that, Peps, to your knee? And I don't think this is spoke about enough. What does, um, what does that do to you mentally? When you're told how long you're going to be out for, so what did they say at the time? When, when you went in and, you know, after your surgery, what did they say? To be fair, I already knew because one of my boys... I did his ACL in Leicester, innit? So I know about the whole procedure and that anyway. I know it's nine months and stuff like that. So I, I already knew it was going to be a nine-month thing. What's that do to you mentally, though? Are you thinking, um, well, I'm fucked here, I'm not going to come back? No, I didn't think that. I, think, I thought I was, going, I was going to come back. My head was just gone because, obviously, I want to be back. These times, I still obviously want to get back into the pro game, innit? So, obviously, it's a massive hiccup. And yeah. I'm going uni and I'm working as well. So it's quite jarring, and now I'm injured. And again, all I want to do is be a professional footballer, but I'm injured in non-league. So it's just a bit of head loss, isn't it? Mm. It's one of them ones, it's just like, obviously I'll get myself back, but it's long. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a long process. And like you said, it, it's probably more the fact of like, you said it's a hiccup, it's, you've had the injury and it's going to now put you back to potentially getting a, a pro deal or moving up to another level of football, isn't it? It's yeah. That, like you said, it's that hiccup that you go, oh, I just don't need this right now sort of thing. It wasn't too bad because I, was I was 20 now at this point. Oh, so, so you're, st you're still I was still young, yeah. so it's like... you got a long road i still got years in me. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so obviously now, to be fair, I think the thing is, you know, if you get injured at a club, you're meant to... They're meant to... You're meant to stay there. It's like duty of care until you're back fit. So mm. even if Boston didn't offer me, give me another contract... I should have still been invited back to get back fit. Mm. But obviously now I'm left by myself, so it's not off-season. I'm still injured. I still need to see a physio and stuff like that. Mm. And I haven't got that anymore. So what did they do, Post? Did they just not pick up the calls? So, yeah, it's just, so I don't know. Look, I don't know. Boston is a great club. 
that they, they, they were great to me. Obviously, I don't know what's going on there. The gaffer at the time, he's the one that removed me and he's not the one that picked up the call. So I don't know what's going on there. But yeah. that was that. And me being me, I just didn't... I just thought, I'm not going to chase him. Mm. I'll just get myself back fit and sign somewhere else. But which, it was still quite disappointing just how it all ended. Um, so yeah, now I'm just by myself paying for my own physio, trying to get myself back fit. But I'm not getting myself back fit. Um, it, part of the PFA, pro, they've got a programme where they do a rehab thing at St. George's Park. Mm. So um, I went there after my operation and then I wasn't getting back fit. So we're probably like in October, no, November now. And I still can't run. My knee's still swollen all the time. I'm thinking this ain't right. So I've gone back on that... Um, the rehab thing at St George's Park for a week and I've been there for a week they've tried different things with me it's not been working and then the guys ended up saying to me you need to get another scan so I've contacted PFA again luckily enough they've paid for another scan I got another scan and then I found out I had a cyclops lesion in my knee which is something that like four percent chance of it happening after an ACL operation where like extra tissue just grows in your knee right. and that stops you from flexing and extending your knee okay so I had to get that removed so, so that's a second operation now. second operation now so that was now so I got injured I think it was September 2016 now whole year after I'm still injured I found out basically I need another operation in 2017 December I've had my second operation now in April no 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 sorry it was uh, January or February 2018 got that removed Um, again PFA no no PFA didn't pay for that one luckily enough the guy so I got my operation done at a spy hospital, which is private. Okay. And um, the guy there, that did, the doctor that did my operation, he worked for the NHS as well, and he was able to sort me out, getting an operation through the NHS. Yeah. So okay. I ended up cool. getting one in January, which was quite quick as well, luckily enough. Yep. So now I'm doing my rehab again. But like ACL is fine, everything's fine. It's just that I had to get removed. So really now all I need to do is just strengthen up my... Mm legs and start running again and stuff like that which is still going to take me like a few months but I'm thinking I'll be back fit for pre-season pre-season comes now and I'm still nowhere near fit I'm these times I'm not running outside all these times I'm still in the just in the gym just doing strength and stuff like that I started doing a bit of like hopping and stuff in the gym but my knees were swollen like Mm. that was just my whole story my knees was always swollen was the pain with the swelling though, Peps, or not? The pain was because there was no... Like, if I bend my knee, it would hurt because there's just so much swelling in my knee. So mm. I couldn't... Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. But there wasn't actually pain, if you get me. Mm, I get you. Um, but then, yeah, so it's like pre-season now. Knee's still not right. So I go to the rehab thing at St. George's Park again mm. <laughs> for a week. And um, they say to me... Because I had like clicking in my um, clicking in my knee, and then they said to me that I need to um, get another scan. Oh man, this <laughs> is crazy! I'm thinking, what have I done now? So yeah. we've got we've got down here, Peps, and correct us if we're wrong. Here, 
Five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how long it took. Yeah, literally, five years. That's unbelievable, it's man. Ridiculous. So yeah, I got another, I got another scan, and then I torn my meniscus. Oh, wow. Thinking what? I haven't even, I haven't been running. So how have <laughs> I torn my meniscus? <laughs> so now, I get, I contact the doctor again to see if he can do anything for yeah. me. Again. Yeah. And he sorted me out again. So then I had another operation in 2019, like April. So now I've got three operations. I haven't been back running. And my head's just absolutely gone. Mm. Obviously, throughout the whole three years, I've still been going gym all the time. I'm just, from like full-time football, I was just trying to keep that up, how you'd like train and stuff like that. So I've been doing all of that. I had my third scan. And I just thought to myself, Maybe I've been just been too on it with my rehab and my knee's gone through a lot. Maybe I should just let it rest for a bit. And to be fair, the physio that I was seeing said to me, I should just sack it, hang up my boots. And the guy at St. George's Pot, the physio there, he said to me as well, you should probably just leave it. Wow. Because... How did you take that when they said that? Were you like, no chance I'm getting through this? Or were you, were you actually contemplating going... Yeah, do you know what it is it's because they just think longevity and stuff like yeah, that of your yeah. knee and they just think what's like like my physio is the private one that I used to see because he used to be my old physio at Leicester so I like proper trust him and that mm. and he just said to me like for the money you would earn from non-league for what your knee is going to be like you're probably going to have to get a knee replacement that like, if you do go back and play and is it really worth it That's if you're doing like 20,000 yeah. a week then it is worth it but but my thing is, it's like, I can't quit, innit? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't let the injury beat me. So although they said that, I was just like, yeah, cool, whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, so after my third operation, I actually just, well, because before I was always on it, straight mm. in the gyms, doing everything. I just kind of left my knee to it. Rested. I still go into the gym more casually now, just enjoying life a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously finished my uni course, Still working at the state agency. Um, and then lockdown hits. And that's just a whole different ball game, isn't it? It's just a whole... When you, imagine being injured in lockdown. Can you imagine that? No, but... Wow. It, nah, it's not... Me being injured in lockdown, I didn't really care. I was injured anyway. Like, really? like It's one of them ones. I kind of accepted that I might not ever play football again. Really? Because I've had three operations now. And... And like maybe I think like after my second operation I started DJing forgot to say this but it's because of like it was proper depressing time again and I wasn't enjoying anything in life I wasn't enjoying work or nothing like that so I just started DJing because that's something I just I just like music mm. I like the thing is I like listening to my the music I like innit? so I wanted to DJ to make mixes mm. for the music that I like mm. so I started DJing so I started enjoying life a bit more mm. start building that up and then lockdown hit and obviously all the boys all my friends and that that play football they're not at the clubs anymore and stuff like that so we just started well I started taking their training sessions in lockdown okay so I was just doing training for them lot and then they're just saying to me like oh just start joining in a bit and again because I tried to keep everything professional with my rehab it went I did the opposite of what I was doing before instead of doing things properly Mm. I just started just running <laughs> yeah, yeah. so usually you do the proper processes you have to be in the gym first yeah, and then yeah. until you get to well, I just started running with these lot just started doing a bit with them lot and the knee was holding up 
<laughs> and then you were like, my, okay, let's just push it a little bit more and keep going. Just, and keep, just going. keep pushing yeah. it a bit more. And then obviously my boy Callan, he was a um, Colville, and he said, oh, we're starting training just once a week. Do you want to come? And I've done obviously lockdown was ages. I can't remember the years anymore. But if, it was twenty twenty one now. Um, yeah, I just started going training with Colville once a week. And the comeback was on. Everything was knee was still holding up. It was tough, but knee was holding up. I was stiff, but it was holding <laughs> up. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, yeah. That, so you, 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 that's when you saw that's that's how you got into Coval because that's that's what we got. We, you know, you come back from your lengthy injury, you join Coval, and that's how you got into Coval was through through one of your mates. Yeah, it's just who through one of your mates. Yeah. And, and you. Um, so then, how how was that then? Being back at a, sort of a club and sort of training with other people and a, a coach and stuff, mm. and I being bet, a bit more of a setup type thing. I bet you saw. Did you go in there? Well, I'm going to say this now, and I know that you're going to say no, but I'm going to say it anyway. Did you feel that you were going to be miles off it, or did you feel now nah, I'm do you, good? Here. Do you know what? I didn't think I was going to be miles off it because when I was training with my friends, I wasn't miles off it. Good standard as well. Yeah, it's boys. a good standard as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like, so was that, like, Lee Anderson that plays at Boreham Wood. Yeah. Adi Yusuf that plays... I can't remember where he's at. But he plays, like, National League. And yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it Solly or Wernie for a yeah, little bit? like, Cairo. Like, it's good standard, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't miles off it, so I thought... Yeah, I, th- I just thought I'd be all right. It's like, it's weird. You don't lose it. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, technique and that, you don't lose it. And just the way your brain works and stuff like that, you just don't lose it. So going into Colville, I was confident. I was thinking if my knee just holds up, I'll sign because yeah. mm. I'll still believe in my own ability. Mm. So yeah, I did pre-season with them. Obviously, that's tough because it's like I'm touch and go with no guidance. I obviously see my private physio, but there's no guidance in it. So I'm having to judge what I can do myself. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it's like, do I do this session? If I train Tuesday, should I train again Thursday? Mm. Should I do this running? But I just, I just did everything. I just remember in work, Pep, sorry, Cookie, I always remember, the massage gun was his best friend. (laughs) Always had the massage gun, all the time, didn't you? Whenever you had a spare five minutes, you were hammering your knee, weren't you? Stiff. So (laughs) stiff. So when you went to go, was it with the manager was... um, Adam Stevens. Yeah, Adam Stevens still the manager. So did he did he sort of look after you though when you come in and sort of go, look, perhaps you do what you yeah, need yeah, to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna push anything on you. You tell me when's enough or if you want more, let me know. Yeah. So was that a good yeah. little relationship we built with him? Yeah, he was ledge. He was ledge to be fair. Obviously, I think he may have known of me prior. Yeah. So He knew what you could do. Yeah. And he knew obviously what your journey you've been yeah. through. So he goes I know what Pets can do, but I'm gonna give him what he needs, basically. Yeah, he probably looked after me. Like Colville was sick for me. What like, step were Colville at that point, Pets? Still step three. So you, obviously, the last time you played a, an actual game was that step two. Step you two. were at Boston. So people so would have knew who you were. Yeah, they? yeah, 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 yeah. So even yeah. though it was five years five ago. Five years ago, yeah, yeah. I just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Pets. Just ghost, yeah. <laughs> so what happened at Colville in terms? Did you play much or because? Did you play much or were you sort of just um, on the bench and did you did you make many appearances, that sort of So, I did all the pre-season. Obviously, I'm very, out, these times I'm very touch and go, so I might yeah. miss a training session. Pre-season was perfect because not everyone's playing 90 minutes. Yeah. So, um, they built me up as well. Yeah, so, my nice. first game back was at Anstey Nomads. I only played like 30 minutes. Mm. And then next game, it would be like half a game. Yeah. And then 60 minutes. So, I had a good pre-season as, as well. Played against Notts County. I started that game in pre-season, which was 
good test for me because mm. obviously they're National League. I've yeah. come back from a five-year injury. Yeah, yeah. So I played well in that game as well. And then, like, nearer to the end of pre-season, they've offered me... that. Um, like they've wanted to sign me playing centre back as well perhaps no, I take it no sorry I'm playing centre mid so in non-league oh. I'm a centre mid yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's like rough coming in as a centre midfielder because you've literally and I've seen you play and I know that you're everywhere do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so it must have been surely that was in the back of your mind though when you were playing in them games thinking this could blow at any minute you know what it, it is I was very you know at the start I was very scared in anything I do I was very scared but then I just got used to it mm. and then once you're in the game you just forget yeah do you remember that first tackle Peps because people might not have seen it on Instagram but them reels that we did of you you absolutely love a tackle yeah yeah you never yeah. back out of a tackle <laughs> again even if uh, I can't even remember it probably done it in training already like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've um you didn't stay long at Cove because you moved to Barwell, didn't you? Yeah, a so... A bit of a loan period at Barwell. Was that just to get no, more game? Oh, was that permanent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I've played in pre-season for Colville in that. Now, start of the season comes and I'm on the bench. Probably that first seven games, I was just on the bench. Obviously, I've just come back from a long injury and I was getting game time. Mm. Now, I'm, I'm just on the bench. So, it's like everything's like going downhill with like my progression to getting back because... At that time, I still hadn't played 90 minutes yet. Mm. So I was thinking, I don't know how long... And we, they started... The, they were flying from the start of the season, mm. winning that every game. So it's like... This is going to be tough to get in. Yeah. So I can't now sit on the bench for... I don't know how long I'm going to sit on the bench for. Like, everything was going well with me getting back. And my main thing is just playing football. Mm. So... Barbara put in seven days for me because Marcus Law was the assistant there. So I just thought, let me just go and play. <laughs> yeah. I, was in his, I was in his head at this time, though, trying yeah. to get him down the adders. He was having <laughs> be, none of it, though. <laughs> to, to, yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> to be fair, as well, someone else that we worked with, Paul Winnie. Yeah, Winnie. Shout Winnie. out to Winnie. Shout out to Winnie. <laughs> Top agent. Yeah. <laughs> he was in my head as well to come Barwell. Yeah, because he was and, at Barwell at the time, yeah. wasn't he? And then Coaching. the manager there was Guy Hadland. Great guy. Great guy. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> If yeah. you're listening, guy, we want to get you on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guy was a sit manager. Um, again, gave me the opportunity to play. Like when it's funny as well, because Guy just said to me, obviously I'm very like wary in that. Guy just said to me, look, come and play. If your knee goes, your knee goes. That was like, a massive thing that stuck with me. It's one of them ones. Like, what are you scared of? If it goes, it's gonna go. Mm. Yeah, if it's not gonna yeah. go. It's not gonna go. So I've gone um, Barwell now. Literally <laughs> played every game from the first game. We had the game on Saturday. Okay, at that point, hadn't played 90 minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say, I only yeah. played one 90 minutes for Colville against Tamworth in a cup game. So I've gone Barwell now, and guys just put me straight in. <laughs> we played Russell on a Saturday, 90. Tuesday, we had St. Ives away, 90. Uh-huh. Next Saturday, 90. I'm just playing 90s. My Where next... were you playing, Pep? Set. Oh, so now I've gone Barwell, yeah. I've gone centre back. Yeah. Okay. Did so, you find that a little bit more easier on the knee or not? Sorry, no. When I first went Barwell, I went centre mid. Right. Maybe played like three, four games in midfield. And then I got put back in centre back. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think that was through? Just um, the struggle in that position or do you not think that you were performing as well as you could in centre mid? I, I don't think I was performing as well in centre mid, definitely. And I think... I, don't, I can't remember. I think... They just needed another centre-back. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just went centre-back and started playing well as centre-back and just stayed there. 
Um, Papa enjoyed my time at Barwell. Mm. Brady, Ben Stevens, yeah. both ledge players. He's kicked on now, hasn't he, yeah. Ben? He's doing really well. Yeah, Ben's sick. Kings Lynn. Um, yeah, so that was good. Obviously, back enjoying football. Obviously, relegation scrapped that season, but yeah. still enjoyable. I'm playing every week. That was all good. And then guys left in the summer and we've got a new manager in at Barwell. So I was still at Barwell coming into this season. Um, playing centre-back and then probably like when is that October times funny enough Colville's put in seven days for me who was your gaffer <laughs> at Barwell the new one that came in um, Ian King and you knew him anyway didn't you yeah um, I knew him because I did my UA for B with him okay, oh, okay nice. So and that um, was through the obviously through the PFA PFA yeah um, I didn't end up completing my UFB life just got on top but <laughs> but that's how I met um, that's something that you want to finish though not really again in life again that's, that's, I haven't really touched on that but it's like once you get released you don't know yourself mm. so it's only now I know what I like and what you want to do what I want to do and stuff like that so mm. even me doing my UFB a lot of people that got like from get released from academies and stuff, they just stay something around football, coaching yeah. and stuff like that. Mm. I did my UFB, but I can't lie, I don't really enjoy coaching and stuff like that. I no. just did it in it just to get it done. Yeah. Might as well just get it done. You never know what can happen with it. But yeah, no, I don't think I'll go back and do that. So um, it was Ian King who took over. Yeah, Ian King. Took uh, over, how was yeah. your relationship with Ian then? Yeah, he, obviously he knew me from before. Brian Burrows was the assistant, and yeah, Ian was cool. Um, he's playing me centre back obviously it's a different style of play yeah you spoke um, to me about that I remember yeah it's a different style of play obviously that's not really me I'm not really a ball playing play, player and he preferred more of a, like a ball playing player sure it was like going back to your academy days though Pep surely yeah because he wanted us to play out from the yeah. back and everything like that different style of play and um, they, had, they had that new pitch done as well didn't yeah. they and obviously um, Barwell's got the Astro I hate Astro yeah no good for the knee that no good for the knee yeah it was a bit I had a few games on the bench at Barwell I, I can't lie I don't think I was playing that well no. yeah. at Barwell um, but then Colville obviously put in seven days in for me and then went back to Colville um, literally it was I literally signed like the week they had their FA Cup game against Charlton yeah. so I missed that whole FA Cup run basically mm. um, and then they signed me as a centre-back yeah, okay. <laughs> because they were short on centre-backs yeah. um, I was just on the bench for November December I think I had what maybe one start in centre-mid and then I was making appearances off the bench, just playing 20 minutes, 30 minutes and that. Mm. And then um, come literally first game of the new year, it was, who did we play? Base for the way. Um, I can't remember, I think it was Putty. Putty was ill. And so luckily enough, I got an opportunity to start. Um, we changed the formation because we used to play 4-4-2. So we changed it to three, um, three at the back and then three in midfield with me holding um, wing backs and then two strikers and yeah I played well in that basewood game but then that was obviously on a Monday because mm. it was like the New Year's Day game yeah. and then Saturday comes put his back so 
Gaffers the third have gone back to the four four two, and we're playing Tamworth. Obviously, Tamworth are flying, flying. massive game, and our. I've been put back on the bench. Mm. Can't lie, I was disappointed. Yeah, but you were. Because I thought, obviously, I had a good game against Basford and that. Um, but obviously, that's football for you. Um, and then in the warm up, uh, Dino, the right back, got injured. Oh. <laughs> Literally, like, Gaffer comes up to me like 15 minutes before kickoff, like, yeah, Pep's just starting now. So then I ended up starting against Tamworth, had a good game again. And then literally for the end of the season, just played every game. Yeah. I played and holding, just holding midfield again. <laughs> That's why I, I just keep switching from centre back yeah. to midfield. So I take it when Dino got injured, he had to change the shape to put you into holding midfield. Yeah, Did yeah, he just yeah. fill in for Dino? Um, no, yeah, he changed the shape. Right. So, yeah. So then, like, literally from that point, we changed the shape for the rest of the season, just playing that new shape. Mm. And we d- did really well, obviously, to catch Tamworth. Mm. Ended up obviously losing the league on um, the same points, <laughs> so yeah. on goal difference. So, but yeah, that was really good. Really enjoyed my time playing every week, playing holding midfield, playing well. So that was. I was going to say, great. was that like a good? Um, were you were you glad you made that decision? To go back to Covell. Oh, definitely. Like Def- definitely, because they're like a top side in our league. Mm. And really, truly, I would have preferred to stay in Covell, but at the time when I left, it's I had to get back playing every week I didn't know if I could do that yet mm. so obviously I've done that I've played well obviously they've seen that I've played well so I was buzzing that day actually putting seven days in for me to get me back because mm. it was one of them ones as well we had like when I left I had conversations with the gaffer like oh because he understood um, so he's like yeah get yourself fit and then see what happens see yeah. what happens isn't it? and obviously that's what happens mm-hmm. so what was the fan base like at Colville perhaps? oh fan, fan base is sick as well yeah like proper like Growing club like proper sick. I can't lie. I love my time at Colville. Yeah, six. Um, yeah, sick fan base. Obviously, getting loads of fans in, especially near the end of the season. As we was pushing for the title. Mm. I was going to say what. Um, so obviously, it's a good season for Colville. Well, it's a good season in terms of where they finished. Obviously, gutted that you missed out. How how gritting was that when you you've done so well throughout the season and you miss out on 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 automatic promotion don't you you miss out on playoff uh, you miss out on winning the league and then you go into the playoffs don't you how, and then you're losing the playoffs don't you to rush yeah. all yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How, how tough was that just do you know what it's proper weird like oh, it's proper weird that game was proper weird anyway you know that Saturday game mm. so it's obviously we have to do this goal difference thing obviously going in at half time with 3-0 up yeah yeah <laughs> and then you're thinking you're 3-0 up surely we're going to do it mm. and then obviously we hear time with a 2-0 up and I feel like that point there no one told us that by the way the gaffer didn't tell us they're 2-0 up they didn't Mm. say anything but obviously people are asking yeah and I feel like that killed us right Um, everyone just deflated just probably felt like we lost it so obviously we still ended up winning that game I can't remember what was the score I I think we won 4-1 at the end but obviously Tamworth did better than us it was so tight there that league was towards the end of the season wasn't it who did you have was it Leaston Leaston Leaston, Nuneaton Tamworth um, Rushall Rushall and, and then obviously Rushall beat Nuneaton in the was that the playoff final yeah yeah, yeah. and um, it, it was all over the place wasn't it, it yeah. literally it would swap and change yeah, every single week yeah 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 um, yeah obviously that deflated us that Saturday so going into the Wednesday game even before the game changing room was not the same vibe as it was as usually is so I just kind of feel like 
because of the Saturday, mm. that, that playoff game was like, it's just a weird one. Mm. It's like, in our heads, we kind of already lost. Mm. Was, was that your first experience of playoffs then? Yeah, I've never, had, I've never played playoffs before. That was first playoffs. Did it affect you at all? I was buzzing uh, me personally I was buzzing to play in the playoffs because yeah. I've never played playoffs before mm. so you felt no pressure nah went into extra time as well to be fair it's, I think in that game I played centre back because our centre back got injured so maybe last two three games of the season no last two games season I played centre back obviously playing different position again but I was buzzing and extra time I've not even done extra time yet mm. <laughs> so that was my first time since my injury doing extra time yeah and then obviously we lost on Pinos felt fine yeah felt fine <laughs> yeah. yeah nice good so what um, so coming into the new season now um, you've told us that you've committed to Coville which uh, are you looking forward to the new season ahead yeah definitely and, and, and again trying to what's your goals for, for the new season ahead Definitely, obviously, this season we want to do it this season, mm, get yeah. the promotion. So, about a taste, haven't you? Yeah. So it's just same again as last season. Just let's go and smash it again this season. Yeah. Hopefully, it's what? personal. It's personally, it's like for you though. You like I want to just play as many games again, you know, and just keep kicking on and just building yourself back up again. Is that is that uh, football career wise? It's not like oh, I want to go back into full time because no, obviously no. the other side of life now. Um, but would you not even be tickled into it perhaps if somebody nah. come into your higher league nah because you've got to think about it this way like outside of football I've built a life now where like it's, it can last longer than a football career mm. potentially so say for example a team came in for me full time mm. you're going to have a one year contract two year contract at max and then you get released if I go full time now it's like you have to quit your job yeah I'm DJing obviously on the side. Right now I can DJ on a Friday night, play Saturday, DJ on a Saturday night, whatever. But full time, you won't really be able to do that. So, yeah, I wouldn't... Stick it out at this level for as long as you can. Yeah. Nice balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing what you want to like do. Step, step three, step two. Just part-time football basically is for me now. Superb. Okay, so we're going to get on to the last part, Peps. Um, we've had a little chat with you about this already. So, uh, the treatment 12 quick-fire questions. Um, answer them as best as you can. 12 questions. Um, some of them are random, um, completely random, not about football. Um, and just be as honest as you can, mate. Yeah. Do you want to get us started, Cookie? Yeah, yeah. Best player you've played against? I always say this. Is at the time, or I'd say, because at, at the time, it was Patrick Roberts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick yeah. Roberts. At yeah, he was at... Um, was he the one who was at Man City? Yeah. Went to Celtic. Yeah, yeah. So he started. I played against him when he was a, when I was a scholar. So he was at Fulham. Yeah. And then yeah, he got that move to Man City yeah. and then loaned to Celtic. Was it? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. was it about him, Pep? Just he was just a. You know what it is? It's because Ben had he was sick. Like no one got past him that season. He was sick, and he's the only person that gave Ben trouble. Really? <laughs> that's that's really what. I, I'm basing it off. Right. Yeah. Of all the players that I played against, like just at that time. So, so what? What is? What would you prefer to play against, Peps? Would you prefer to play against a big, horrible striker that's all in you, backing into you, or would you rather play against somebody quick and nimble? That nah, could... I'd rather quick and nimble. Really? Um, yeah. I'd, I'm not like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the wrestling thing. I like one v ones. Like I like 
someone having the ball in like 1v1 it's like you mm. try and get past me that's what I like nice second one then mate best manager you've played for and why um, it's a tough one. will be listening as well, mate. So it's you've got to keep one. happy. It's a tough one. Um, to be fair, I can say I've had like as an adult, I've had like three good managers. Yeah, you have to so, say. Yeah. So I'd I'd want to say like Marcus Law was ledge, Guy Hadland was ledge, and Trevor Peak as my 18s manager yeah. was ledge as well. And they all obviously have different aspects yeah. to why they yeah. were ledge. I can't, I can't lie, I can't pick. No, that's fair enough, <laughs> mate. That's fair enough, no, we're happy that's that. fair enough. And everyone struggles with that one, yeah, don't they? They yeah, all say yeah, the same know. thing. It's just because they all bring different yeah. things. Of course they do. Definitely. Of course they do. Best player you've played with. And you've already named a, a fair few yeah, players. Yeah, you've done well, mate, with some of the name drops. Um, <laughs> with? Well, it'll have to be chilly. Yeah, yeah Ben Chilwell. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what is your go-to cheat meal, Peps? Cheat meal? Mm. Favourite takeaway. And I'll tell, you what it, I'll tell you what it could be. This is a funny story. Sorry to interrupt you, Peps, at work. <laughs> them dry chicken wraps. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing on them. Just literally a tortilla um, and pieces of chicken. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Sorry, no, mate. Go on, carry on. As well. <laughs> I don't know, probably if I just need quick food, I'll probably just get a chippy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair play. It's, it's quick and easy. Nice, mate. What, do you eat anything before a game? Like, you have a certain meal before a game as well? Nah, it's just... Nah. Nah, no, I always have the same thing. It'll just be like bread and eggs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, been, that's been a running theme, yeah, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. That has. Uh, your favourite, and I know that you can go on on, the, on this one because I know that you like your, your, your TV. Favourite TV series or, or programme that you're watching at the minute or that you have watched? Raw. <sighs> mm, uh, I'll say 24. What? T- tell us a little. Oh, twi- uh, what's Jack Bauer. Yeah, Jack Bauer, yeah. yeah. That was Decent, sick. Man. You're into, <laughs> you're into <laughs> stuff as well that I, I didn't expect you to be into as oh, well, Pets. So, okay, so. Yeah. That are oh, okay, TV series, that's like TV series, but yeah, then the yeah. other side is anime, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I love anime, so my favourite anime would be Jang Ball Z yeah. Yeah, and cool. Naruto. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Uh, best game you've been involved in? Uh, I'd say the under-18s youth cup game against Man U yeah. or the um, winning game uh, for Corby against Paul. Yeah, 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 yeah. Name drop for us, Peps. That Man U game. Who were you playing against? Um, so Rashford played as an under sixteen. Uh, Pereira played. Uh, I can't remember anyone else. They're just the ones that are really yeah, doing yeah, good now. Massive, massive names. Have you got Peps any superstitions that you have before a game in football? Have you got anything that you've got to do, or nah, not a certain really. way that you? You know, we've had like socks, yeah, certain yeah. socks on first. Or my, my only superstition now is I have to get a rub before a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cookie, you man. Yeah, a good rub. Cookie, that's a lot of players. Fair though, like I when, when I was at Aveston or even Barwell and places, I knew exactly who was coming in. I knew the, I knew what players were going to be coming in, walking through that door for a rub, because it's what they needed to do and yeah. fair play that gets you through and, and does what you do that's, that's, that's cool that is um, do you remember your first live game you ever went to live live, live football game you go and watch and you... nah I not only remember like when I signed for Forest they gave us tickets to go watch Forest yeah 
I don't know if I ever went to a game in Germany. <laughs> really? <laughs> I can't remember. Fair play. Right, this is a throwback, Peps. First ever pair of football boots that you owned. Can you remember them? No chance. Really? <laughs> no chance. Oh, it's the first one. First one. The other I, lads I, have I, sent I, us pictures of theirs. It's, it's, it's weird because I feel like I can only remember things from England. Yeah. It's like course, Germany's yeah. like a blur. What about in England then? The first, can you remember the first pair no, that you had? No. What sort of boot person are you? Oh, mate. Colourful? I've seen need, some of the boots that he wears. I need wide boots. So I can only wear, they're called Phantoms now, isn't it? So hypervenoms, phantoms. Fancy yeah. colours, Peps, or do you just like them? Listen, if I've got a fancy colour on now, it's only because they're the cheapest I could get. Fair <laughs> <laughs> play, fair play. Um, Favourite holiday destination? Where do you like going? I don't even know. Probably the favourite holiday I've had is like Napa. Yeah, <laughs> Classic. Class. And then yeah. here's a good one for you, Peps, and I'm sure you've been on a few. Best ever team night out and why? Oh, team. You know what? I've not, I've not really had many team night outs. I can't lie to you. Really? Yeah. Nah. I had one with Boston. I'd, I'd have to be the Barber one then. Yeah. In Leicester. It was like um, last yeah. year. Stomping no, ground for you though, that is, isn't it? Yeah. Went to Bongo Bingo's, I was ledge. Yeah, you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that would be your thing. Bongo's is ledge. That's class. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, no, you've been absolutely superb. Um, uh, can I just, for, yeah. before I forget, go on. go on. I couldn't have got back fit if it wasn't for my mum and my sister as well. Yeah, so definitely. they supported me throughout the whole journey. They was always behind me, even now, they still come to my games and everything. Yeah, I love so that. So just before I forget, I just need to give them a shout out. Class from you, Peps. And then secondly, I need to give a shout out to where I work now at Didici Otto. I don't know if anyone's heard of it, but we do like custom football shirts. So if you want to go check them out on Instagram as well. Yeah, and we'll, yeah, man, we'll, um, we'll post all that in the yeah, description absolutely. below and stuff and we'll, we'll definitely help you out there. And um, yeah, no, love what you're doing. We obviously spoke before we started about what you're doing with work and, and, and stuff and it sounds absolutely class. And yeah. we're definitely, me and Lee, we'll definitely be watching out and uh, seeing what good things you're doing. Obviously, you're DJing as well. Yeah. We're definitely, mm. you know, that's such a... Still need to come, Peps. Yeah, yeah I keep saying to you, I'm going to come, man. So, um, but we wish you all the best and brilliant, brilliant having you on, talking through your time at Leicester. And, Massive, that you is, know, yeah. You're a top lad and definitely we're going to come watch you next season and yeah. watch you <laughs> smash it up and uh, we wish you all the best, honestly. Like, yeah. Superb, mate. Obviously, I knew you before. I knew, I knew it would be a good thing to get you in here because I know that your youth career is just unbelievable the stuff that you've done and the amount of time that you've spent there is, is just frightening and so I'll just echo what Cookie says mate get us a couple of tickets we'll come and watch you cheering you on on the side mate and I just wish you all the best and I, I hope that you do push on mate I really do no worries thank you for having me on also you guys are doing a great thing so I keep hoping that you lot keep progressing in what you're doing we will, mate. keep pushing yeah, get man. some more guests on here yeah yeah I'm going to see you lot on the big one soon <laughs> <laughs> Peps, yeah, you're a legend, mate. That's yeah. a wrap, guys. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Super really appreciate it. Peps. Sports Social Podcast Network.